I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, March 1st. Today is the last day of early voting for next Tuesday's presidential primary election. And here in Quincy, voters may cast ballots in the Great Hall at Quincy City Hall from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Voters registered in a party must choose that party's ballot. However, unenrolled voters may select any ballot which will not affect their unenrolled status. Mail-in ballots are due at the city clerk's office by Tuesday at 8 p.m., and there is a ballot drop box located outside City Hall. In-person voting will take place next Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. at all 31 precincts in Quincy. There is no school next Tuesday due to the election. City Clerk Nicole Crispo is predicting anywhere from a 25 to 38 percent voter turnout for the presidential primary. Quincy Mayor Thomas Koch says he had a lengthy and productive meeting with Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll at the State House last week. Koch said he urged Driscoll to consider additional state funding for Quincy College. Koch said he does not want Quincy College to become part of the state college system, but does feel it should receive state funding because it is a public school. Koch also said he told Driscoll the importance of continuing state funding for improvements to the MBTA and for state funding for the plans for a new Squantum Elementary School. The Quincy College men's hockey team is tournament-bound. The Granite will travel to Westchester, Pennsylvania for the 2024 College Hockey National Championship Tournament. The team finished first place in the New England Independent Hockey Conference and seventh nationally in Division Three. In the first round of tournament action, number five-seeded Granite will face number three Kennesaw State University from Georgia on Saturday, March 9th at 9 a.m. Granite Hockey was launched in 2022 under coaches Kyle Robertson and Matt Gibbons. Seven players are from Quincy, including Captain Robbie Cameron. The number nine seeded Quincy High School girls basketball team will host number 24 Hopkinton tonight at 6.30 at Quincy High School at a Division I tournament game that will be carried live right here on QATV. Quincy would play Lexington in the next round if they advance tonight. The Presidents clinched the Patriot League Fisher Division Championship for the second consecutive season and are the highest locally seeded team in the playoffs. The Quincy Parks Department's Environmental Treasures Program will host a walking tour of Pine Island on Saturday at 9 a.m. The tour was rescheduled from January. Participants will join Richard Joyce, Sally Owen, Mara O'Gara, and Mike Pratt as they traverse at low tide, salt marshes, and a small inlet on a trek to Pine Island in Blacks Creek. Waterproof boots are required. No dogs are allowed. Pre-register for the free event by emailing Sally Owen, S-Owen, at quincyma.gov. The Essex Piano Trio will perform a free concert Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. in the Richardson Building of the Thomas Crane Library in Quincy Center. Performance called Paying It Forward as part of the Concerts at the Crane series. The MBTA Red Line service will be suspended this weekend between Park Street and JFK UMass all day. Free shuttle services will be provided at the Park Street and JFK UMass stops. 
The Four River Bridge is scheduled to open Friday morning at 9.15 a.m. and Saturday at 7 a.m. Other news, a Plymouth father was left permanently disfigured in an altercation with a teenager who pulled up to his home and brutally attacked him earlier this week. 19-year-old Broderick Mason of Plymouth was arraigned yesterday in Plymouth District Court. Charges including assault to murder, assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, and mayhem. A plea of not guilty was entered on his behalf. Mason was seen hiding his face from the camera in court as a prosecutor outlined the charges against him. Three people, including Mason, pulled up to the victim's home in Plymouth Village in Manomet Monday seeking to assault a young man, but the owner of the house and the father of a girl who was inside went outside to investigate the commotion. Mason, who was wearing a ski mask, allegedly pulled out a pepperball gun and threatened the homeowner. The teens told police that the father allegedly had a box cutter. That's why they felt they needed to defend themselves. The prosecutor told the court that the victim received three fractures to his right eye socket and that he'll need future surgeries to regain the full function of his eye, including the need for a metal plate for support. According to the prosecutor, the suspects who traveled to the victim's home were known to his daughter. Police say detectives later took Mason into custody without incident in downtown Plymouth. Jack Texera, the Massachusetts Air National Guardsman accused of leaking classified military documents online, will plead guilty during an upcoming hearing. Prosecutors filed yesterday changing the purpose of a hearing that's scheduled for Monday in U.S. District Court. Texera's family spokesperson said they would use that hearing to change his plea to guilty. Texera of North Dighton was arrested last April. He has pleaded not guilty to six counts of willful retention and transmission of national defense information. Authorities said Texera, who enlisted in the Guard in 2019, began around January sharing military secrets with other users on an app called Discord. He had previously pleaded not guilty. Fifteen members of the military faced disciplinary action as a result of the investigation into Texera. Investigators believe Texera was the leader of an online private chat group, which drew roughly two dozen enthusiasts who talked about their favorite types of guns and shared memes and jokes. The group also held a running discussion on wars that included talk of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. President Biden announcing his nominations for key leadership positions, including former Boston Mayor Marty Walsh, who was nominated to become governor for the United States Postal Service. If Walsh's nomination is confirmed by the Senate, he would become one of the nine governors that make up the board of the USPS, the Board of Governors, which also includes a Postmaster General and a Deputy Postmaster General, operates like the executives of a publicly held company. Walsh, 56, served as the former union leader, state rep, and mayor of Boston for nearly two terms before leaving for Washington, D.C. In January of 2021, the Dorchester native spent two years serving the Biden administration as the 29th Secretary of Labor of the United States, strengthening worker power and improving job quality. In February of last year, Walsh was appointed as the executive director 
of the National Hockey League Players Association. Returning to his roots as a labor leader, where he can continue to champion the importance of workers' rights and the shared benefits of collective bargaining for all. Biden's announcement also praised Walsh's background as a cancer survivor and a person who recovered from alcoholism. Walsh is a graduate of Boston College and shares his life with his longtime partner, Lori Higgins. The U.S. Postal Service is exploring a plan that would move parts of its mail processing operations out of Brockton and into Rhode Island. The proposal is part of the USPS 10-year Delivering for America plan that aims to improve postal service efficiency and lower costs. According to a February 28th report, an ongoing review is evaluating what role the Brockton Processing and Distribution Center on Liberty Street will take in a redesigned postal network. It could result in moving part of the processing facility to Providence, Rhode Island. However, South Shore Area Local number 3844's President Stephen Carreri believes the move will lead to downsizing and slower delivery times. Carreri said anyone living in a 023 or 020 zip code could be impacted. The 27-year USPS veteran has been organizing an effort to stop the move out of Brockton, writing local lawmakers and encouraging USPS employees to attend a March 6 public hearing at the Brockton Public Library. The Postal Service said there will be no career employee layoffs. Between 8 to $10 million will be invested to upgrade the Brockton facility with a potential savings of up to $2.4 million per year, according to that report. Earlier this week, MassDOT Administrator Jonathan Gulliver said that roadway safety was at a crisis level in Massachusetts. Yesterday afternoon, a new task force was sworn in with the goal of recommending a financial plan for transportation statewide, including road safety funding. According to state data, there were 134,269 total crashes in Massachusetts in 2023, an average of about a crash every four minutes. However, it's not the highest year in state history. Just a few years prior, back in 2018, there were over 142,000 crashes. That change in trend is sounding the alarm for leaders in the industry, Still, according to a study by the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, Massachusetts ranks among the top three safest states when it comes to fatalities. The state is looking to fund a number of safety initiatives, including expansion of wrong-way driver technology to avoid wrong-way crashes. The Japanese retail giant Uniglo has begun a growth initiative across North America, And the South Shore is an early addition. The South Shore Plaza in Braintree will have Uniglo's first retail location south of Boston. It's one of 20 new stores the company has in line for this year, which would double its new store counts for 2023. The growth plan, which is focused on the east and west coasts, also includes the Providence Place Mall. A check of business news this morning. Stocks rebounded. The Dow was up 47. The Nasdaq rose 144. The S&P added 26. Asian stocks were higher. The dollar rose. The euro was up. Oil at $78 a barrel.
Big win for the Bruins over the Golden Knights, 5-4. to four. And they'll be in New York, play the Islanders tomorrow night at 7.30. Tonight, the Celtics host Dallas at 7.30. The National Weather Service forecast for today, partly cloudy, a high 45 degrees. For tonight, cloudy, low 22. Tomorrow, rain in the afternoon at a high 50. Cloudy on Sunday, maybe a shower, high 53. Monday, cloudy, high 54. The boater waves about a foot and west wind at 5 to 10 knots becomes southwest 10 to 15 later today in a high tide at 3.12 p.m. Sunrise 6.18 sets 5.34. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Friday, March 1st.